So the couch hung out in our garage for a couple days as we came up with a game plan. And my grandpa had the really cartoonish and funny idea to conduct a sort of surgery on the couch. I'm thankful that I come from a line of very handy people who decided it wasn't a crazy idea to saw their granddaughter's couch in half. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Gumption. I'm your host, Lil, and this is the podcast that inspires you to become the main character of your own life. I could not be more thrilled to be here with you for season two. Whether you are an OG Gumptioneer or you are new to this world, welcome. Before I had any guests on the show this season, I wanted to come on and do a solo episode because I think it is very important to back up what you believe. And When I talk about gumption on the show, it's something that I personally try to practice in my everyday life. So I wanted to share a little bit more about myself, maybe reintroduce for those who are just discovering this show and allow you the opportunity to get to know me so that you can understand why the fuck you should take my word for it in the first place. I am really hearkening back on my roots, that Socratic method education that I received and proving to you, my lovely listeners, that I am qualified to chat about gumption. I have the gusto to gumption, if you will. In this essay, I will. (laughs) So, I would like to start off a very brand new segment called A Lil Life Update, which is obviously a play on words because my name is Lil. But this is going to be something that's interactive for all of you out there to submit on a weekly basis your Lil Life Update. It could be a shining moment, a funny story, long, short, whatever you want, and I will read some of our little life updates on the podcast to encourage us to cheer each other on and root for each other. I will start us off because this is the very first time. So, my life update is not a little one. In fact, it's pretty substantial. I moved again. As many of you know, I moved out from home in February and moved in with my boyfriend Murphy and we were absolutely loving life but when I tell you it could not have been more ironic that I did some of the gumption promotional photos for season two which I shot in July with the prop of a suitcase because I feel like this kind of predated the fact that we were going to have to move again and didn't know it at the time. So While I don't want to bring negative vibes onto the podcast, I think this situation is definitely a story worth telling. So we were in this little duplex house um, on the bottom floor, had some shared areas with the upstairs neighbors, like the yard, the basement, the garage, like all that kind of stuff. And our upstairs neighbors were a pair of very interesting characters, we'll put it that way, Um, very aggressive characters who did not understand boundaries or personal space or this is mine and this is yours type vibe. You get what I'm saying. Anywho, one of these characters made it her personal vow and life's mission to harass us on a daily basis, including but not limited to pounding on our door and screaming profanities into our apartment. 
uh, leaving little surprise gifts for us outside on our deck, as well as all over the yard and the basement. And also stalking us on a recorded ring camera. Oh, and how could I forget the most fun of them all? Leaving handwritten notes that are giving ransom notes, it's giving threat, and sliding them under our door instead of communicating with us face-to-face via text. Let me also add that this is a grown woman in her 40s who was doing all of these things. Um, Not like, you know, a high school boy or a 12-year-old like you might think just from the sound of that. Uh, No, this is a grown woman who's probably almost 50 years of age. Long story short, it escalated to the point where we feared for our lives and actually had to temporarily move back home, like separate from each other because of the aggressiveness of this situation. So that being said, we have since moved into a new place, which is bigger and better and more beautiful than the last and are very happy. So it all worked out. It all ended up being a positive lesson. I learned a lot about patience and the fact that I lack it during this time. Um, But shout out to Murphy because he really made the best of the situation with me and we are now happier than ever in our new house. So unfortunately, sometimes you have to get physically pushed out the door in order to seek out a better opportunity for yourself. And while it was low-key traumatic, it Definitely gave us a swath of new inside jokes with our friends to discuss um, and an opportunity just to find a place that was even closer to what our dream place is than the last. And I will always fondly remember all of the fun memories that we made in that house as like the first six months of us really adulting, full-blown adulting and living independently. And it was a lovely time despite the harassment. But I do have a far more lighthearted story to share from our move to the new place because this, I think, is like the physical furniture embodiment of gumption. So we had this gorgeous couch that we bought for the last place and it was perfect because at the old house, it could kind of just go right in the door, uh, like straight in into the room that it was going to be on the wall that it was going to be against. And since we were on the first floor, we didn't have to deal with more than just a couple stairs up into the front door. The new place is the upstairs. So that was definitely a challenge to get things up the stairs. And I really can't even take credit for it because I was only able to lift boxes, whereas all the heavy furniture was done by our guy friends and my grandfather. So thank you, boys. But our couch specifically... It's about seven and a half feet long. It's just not conducive to going in a normal size doorway with the full length of the couch. So we were a little worried about it to begin with, but we're like, you know what? We bought this couch. It was pretty expensive. We're going to make it work. God bless their hearts. Murphy, my grandpa, Andrew, and Eric took this thing all the way up the stairs only to realize it was not physically possible to cram it in the door, like at all despite whatever angle or rotation they were working with they even went back down the stairs and back up to try again because I thought if they rotated it a certain way that we could just squeak it through there but sadly all that happened was they threw out their backs and were not able to get it in the door so the couch hung out in our garage for a couple days as we came up with a game plan And my grandpa had 
the really cartoonish and funny idea to conduct a sort of surgery on the couch. Now, those of you who knew me junior year of college know that in our apartment, we had this gigantic, lovely painting painted by none other than myself. It was a yellow background rendition of The Great Wave, the famous Japanese painting. And I made this painting on a gigantic canvas that was going to be thrown away at my summer job. And I decided to paint over what was on there and salvage the canvas. But it was so heavy that it wasn't really able to be hung on the wall. And it was so large that it couldn't be transported in any normal kind of car because it was just too tall and too long. So what my grandpa did for that was he sawed the wooden frame in half and attached a hinge like a door so that he could literally fold it in half. The canvas part just sort of folded with it and then it could be extended out and locked and look like a normal painting, which was genius. So he was like, well, what if we did that with the couch? You know, guys, I am a very hopeful person, but I gotta say, With my knowledge of physics, I wasn't super excited about this idea, thinking maybe it wouldn't support our weight as well, might bow out in the middle if we tried to do this kind of situation. But my grandpa was like, no, 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 no. Listen here, I have all the proper hardware. I've got the bolts, the hinges, everything. I've got the saw. Just make me a date with the couch and I'll come back and we'll do the surgery. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Gramps. And that is exactly what he did. He and Murphy fully examined the base of this couch, like the underneath frame, everything that was holding it together, and sawed right through the thing in the garage. And then we brought it up in two pieces, with which I was very happily able to help because I felt kind of useless for not being able to carry anything up on move-in day besides boxes and smaller things. So I was actually able to aid them in bringing the couch halves up the stairs And then they assembled it right where it goes in our living room. And it's perfect. I think the funniest part of this whole story is that a couple days after we were able to successfully Frankenstein our couch together, I was talking to Eric and he asked me like, hey, what are you guys going to do about a couch? You know, have you found anything online yet? Have you sold the other one? Like, what's the plan? And I just sent him back a picture of the couch sitting on our living room, to which he was very confused. And I was like, well get this. My grandpa sawed it in half and he and Murphy put it back together and now we have a couch that is actually comfier than it was in the first place. And this is a very sinkable couch. Like it is just, it is the pinnacle of couches. Now it's even squishier and it still supports your weight, but it is so comfy. Literally all we had to do was put a piece of fabric tape on the seam of the fabric across the bottom base part that was still cut. And other than that, it looks and feels completely normal. I feel that this is a lesson on stubbornness and how it can be a positive thing because I was not willing to give up on the fact that this couch was our couch. Monty loves to sit on this couch. We love this couch. People have crashed on this couch. Like, it is just our couch and I didn't want to have to get a new one. And although I couldn't really contribute to the planning of scheming what we were going to do to make it work... I'm thankful that I come from a line of very handy people who 
decided it wasn't a crazy idea to saw their granddaughter's couch in half. But it definitely seemed like a physical manifestation of adaptability. And I am very proud of us for making it work because it looks so perfect in the house. And even with all the moving stuff, as hard as it is to hear this sometimes, and I'm guilty of being annoyed when people say this, I really feel like it was an exercise in protecting our peace and acknowledging that our mental and physical health was of the utmost importance. And sometimes being an adult means sucking it up and making it work and other times being an adult means realizing that you need to make a change and it's going to be messy and scary but you have to do it and that's not easy either so I'm just very proud of us that through both the situations of our couch being a square peg to the round hole of our door and our lives not being meant to be lived in this house with some scary upstairs neighbors we made it work and now we are the scary upstairs neighbors (laughs) Just kidding. We are the ideal upstairs neighbors, in my opinion. It is time for an ad break. With this whole moving situation, I had a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of stressful early morning. And it wasn't until recently that I became an everyday kind of coffee drinker. I guess some would call that addiction, but regardless, I love coffee now. I've been hunting around and trying a lot of different coffee brands. Thankfully, I stumbled upon one of my all-time favorites, the Awesome Coffee Club. If you are at all familiar with The Faults in Our Stars, Paper Towns, An Abundance of Catherine's, Turtles All the Way Down, all of these books by the phenomenal author, John Green, This coffee brand was started by him. And even better than the freshness and the deliciousness of their coffee, which I have been drinking constantly now, is the fact that it is sustainable and 100% ethical. All of the proceeds from their orders go straight to reducing maternal and childhood mortality in Sierra Leone. So go get yourself some awesome coffee, as linked in this episode description and in Gumption Pod's Instagram bio, to get 10% off or use code LILYSWITS at checkout. Cheers to my fellow coffee addicts. In my initial planning for this season, I really wanted to make sure that I continued to incorporate all of your favorite elements of gumption because honestly, in the first season, it was kind of like a day by day, figuring it out as we go along type situation. And I feel like I have a better grip on the process of creating a podcast now. So I wanted to find that happy medium, right? Of like those really fun organic moments that probably happened because I wasn't really sure what I was doing. And those more planned, like really organized, well thought out aspects and blend them together in the perfect way. I have to say, you guys really gave me an ego boost that I probably did not need when I did a little poll on my Instagram story and asked people, what are your favorite things about gumption? Or like if you had to pick, what is your top most favorite thing? And 85% of you said, me. (laughs) So that being said, I thought what a perfect time to do something that I've always wanted to do on this podcast, which is some rapid fire hot seat questions to reintroduce myself and tell you a little bit more about me since after all, my life has changed pretty drastically since I started Gumption last August. And I want to do it in the style of Vogue's 73 questions interviews. However, I think 73 is sort of an insurmountable number. So I'm going to do 33 because that is one of my lucky numbers. I partially want to do this for the benefit of any new listeners who are just joining the Gumption community because... I love listening to podcasts where I connect with the hosts, even if they are totally different from me and lead like 
drastically different lives, if I really resonate with them and their personality, I will keep coming back to that show every time. So I wanted to like let you into my life a little bit more if you don't know me personally. And if you do, I always think it's a fun opportunity to learn more about people to see how they answer these kind of questions. And it's hard to answer questions about yourself. Like I found in doing this activity, it required quite a lot of thought. So I hope you laugh, learn something, and maybe are even inspired to do a little reflection activity with yourself. This is also a crazy moment for the show because I used AI for the first time in any of my Gumption productions thus far. So the man you hear asking me these questions is named Nicholas, but he is an AI. So I personally think he kind of sounds like Santa Claus, and I find it hilarious the way he asks the questions. So I hope you get as much amusement out of that as I did. I had to re-record so many takes because I started laughing after hearing the way he asked the questions. So just enjoy the wonders of technology and my answers. Here we go. What's your story? How did you get here? What's my story? My parents met when they were working as scientists and became best friends and fell in love and had me, who is an only child, was born in Cleveland and have lived here my whole life except for the four years that I lived in the Philly area for college. I am very close to my family. They all live nearby except one set of my cousins who live across the country. I'm a very creative person. I love to make art and explore the world through traveling and food and knowledge discovery. And yeah, that's like an abridged version of me. What's your favorite color and why? My past self would have definitely said yellow because for the majority of my life, that was my favorite color because it was very sunshiny and kind of like my personality. But recently I think orange has been a contender. Maybe I'm into it right now because it's like Halloween and fall season, but I just love the way orange is similarly bright, but has a little bit more interest. And it is also the color of gumption. So I associate it with that now. I will also say my favorite color to wear right now is brown. I love the way I look in brown and especially during the colder months of the year, it just goes really well with everything. What's something you used to hate but now love? The first thing that came to my mind was having long nails. I used to hate when my nails got past the length of stubs in high school, but now I love getting my nails done a little bit longer. I just think it's really pretty and I like the way it looks with my hands. What's your favorite hobby and why? I have a lot of hobbies, so this one was a little difficult, but I think photography is gonna be my answer because there's a lot of different ways you can go with that. I love vintage cameras and like film cameras, which kind of goes with my hobby of thrifting. So love to learn how those work, like the physics behind it. And I also love being the photo friend because it's so gratifying to have pictures to go with every memory, especially when your friends don't always take those pictures. So love taking pictures for other people and myself and love being able to look back on my photography. If you had to watch one sport for the rest of your life, what would it be? Easily, without a doubt, American football. What's your favorite movie for its plot? I'm such a cheater because I cannot pick a single one, but my favorite movie of all time is Interstellar because I find the plot really interesting. Similarly, Arrival, kind of the same genre, but love that movie. Also, Little Women, The Holiday, which was the inspiration for this podcast, as many of you know, and About Time. What's your favorite movie for the vibes or aesthetic? 
Mamma Mia is definitely up there, as well as Eloise at the Plaza, which is so random. Also love Pride and Prejudice or any period piece that's kind of in that era. Just absolutely stunning to watch and beautiful. And also anything in the Pirates of the Caribbean series. I might have to do an episode solely about that because I adore those movies. What's your favorite place you've been in the last five years? Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. It is a small town in the middle of the Poconos Mountains. I don't know how to describe it, but it has the most magical storybook European feeling. It feels like you're in another country because the architecture is so picturesque. It feels very secluded and like it's a little secret spot, even though it is kind of touristy. But I just love the memories that I have there. And as soon as I arrived there, I just had the strongest feeling that I was going to write part of my book there. So hopefully that will happen. Something you wish you never did. I wish I never quit dancing. I started dancing when I was two years old and there were a couple times when I was a kid when I was like 10 or 11 that I really wanted to quit and my mom and my grandma really encouraged me not to and I'm so thankful that I didn't quit then because I danced all through high school and through college and around my senior year I really dwindled down because I dropped out of the dance group that I was in and I would only dance like by myself every now and then when I could find an available studio but now I've totally lost my flexibility so I'm trying to get it back with yoga but dancing was such a great outlet for me and I really really miss the exercise and just the creativity that it brought me so definitely want to get back to that. What's your dream occupation? (laughs) Dream job none. (laughs) Is that an answer? No I mean I'm kidding but kind of not. I I think if I had to do something I love as a job all the time, it would be to be an author. I would pray that that wouldn't kill the fun of it because I think a lot of creative fields that sometimes is a concern, like will I enjoy this if I'm making money off of it and if it's my full-time job? I think I would and so that would be my dream occupation. What's something you want to get better at doing? creating without deadlines. I self-impose a lot of deadlines and I think I need to just be better at creating for the sake of creating. What's your serial killer trait? Okay, this reminded me of that sound of Lola Tung saying, Oh my goodness, I love this question! Because I did have my mom ask me this during our little hot seat question thing in episode two, Gumption on the Go, Long Island edition. And I answered saying that I talked to myself, but since then I have realized I have a worse serial killer trait. And it is the way that I put butter in the pan when I'm cooking something. So most people would get the butter out, cut it with a butter knife, and then just put the chunk that they cut into the pan. I peel it like a banana like I peel the paper off and I hold it like in like I'm holding a oh gosh there's just no good way to describe this I hold it like in a fist and just rub it on the pan so it often requires the butter to like then cool down so I don't put it back in dripping melted butter but I realized that I started doing this out of laziness and now it's just the most effective way but it is troubling what's your pet peeve Well, Nicholas, thank you for asking because I actually have a list of my pet peeves. So here are some of the top ones. Touching my hair when it's dry with wet hands because like little hairs will stick to my wet hands and pull out from the roots, which I hate. Um, The feeling of having to hold in a cough because you're trying to be quiet, that probably is like number one for me. And also wearing my glasses while eating. It just feels dirty to me. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Favorite season of the year and favorite thing about it. 
fall because it's super spooky and cozy and I love haunted things. Fall in Ohio is particularly pretty because we really get the full colorful foliage and not a lot of places do get that. So very grateful. Favorite thing about yourself physically? My hair specifically my curls. Least favorite. My eczema. I joke about this a lot, but I hate it because it can flare up at any time and it looks gross and it hurts and it's kind of embarrassing even though it really has nothing to do with me. Like I can't control it or heal it or make it go away. It just sucks. Favorite thing about yourself, not physically. I pay really close attention to what my friends like and I'm a very good gift giver. Like I will go out of my way to find the most specific, personalized, like unique sweet gifts for people and I'm really good at that and it's something that I love to do. Least favorite? Procrastination. I procrastinate to the point of ridiculousness and it's only because I work really well under a time crunch and under pressure but I need to stop doing it because it definitely runs my life sometimes. Your astrological big three. Scorpio sun, Scorpio moon, and Gemini rising. Who is a character you relate to? Joe March from Little Women, Sophie and Donna Sheridan from Mamma Mia, Rapunzel, and Elle Woods, because I love that bitch. What is the story of your name? So my family is Catholic and we celebrate Easter and my mom found out that I was a girl on Easter. That was part of the inspiration for Lily being my first name, which contrary to what most people think, my name is not Lillian. My full name is Lily, L-I-L-Y, like the flower. And my dad loved St. Joseph, who was always depicted holding lilies, which is like a symbol of divinity. So with my mom's love of flowers and the timing of when they found out, that's how they got that name. And my middle name is Claire, which kind of just went like sonically well with Lily and my last name. And my parents also loved Claire de Lune. What meal do you consistently love? A good burger with some bacon and pickles and some sharp cheddar cheese, mayo, maybe even some onion and lettuce and tomato on there. But with some good squishy fries. I love my fries squishy. What's your biggest fear? Ooh, okay. This is a deep one. Physically, I would say going through anaphylactic shock again. I tragically am allergic to nuts and have had a reaction in my recent memory. And it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. So hated that. I would hate to go through that again. That's a fear of mine for sure. And like existentially, I would say being forgotten. What book changed your life? Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil by John Berent, I think is how you say his name. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely up there. And I think that's because I loved the setting, which is in Savannah, like historic Savannah. And it actually prompted me and Murphy to go there twice. And it was one of the best trips that we've ever done. Who's in your dream blood rotation, living or dead? I don't smoke, but if I did, this is what I came up with. Jeff Goldblum, Jack Black, Virginia Woolf, Mary Shelley, and Count Olaf from a series of unfortunate events. Something that surprised you. How easy and stress-free it is to be in a healthy relationship or like healthy love. I feel like prior to the relationship I am currently in, I was always overanalyzing every move that any person I was interested in made. And when you're in a stable, healthy relationship, that all just goes away. And that is something that no one really told me, and I was kind of surprised to learn, but a pleasant surprise. What's a quote you like? Gosh, there are so many quotes that I love and have written down all over my digital world and my room and everything like that, but I think this one rises to the top. It is from Everything Everywhere All at Once 
When I choose to see the good side of things, I'm not being naive. It is strategic and necessary. It's how I learned to survive through everything. How many states have you been to? 23 and 24 if you include District of Columbia. My goal is to continue visiting as many states as I am years old. So I'm turning 24 this November and I've been to 23-ish states. So I guess I got to go to another one before I turn 25. Hardest thing you've ever done? Hardest thing I've ever done was write my senior thesis in college. I think this was definitely exacerbated by me picking a topic that was extremely personal and vulnerable to me and actually like really brought up a lot of past triggers and trauma so that's on me but it was also one of the most rewarding things i've ever done what's your favorite airport prior to earlier last month i would have said the philadelphia airport because there was this one specific lounge that i loved there there were a lot of murals and art installations and i spent a lot of time there it was also the first airport i ever flew to without an adult Um, But now I have to say San Francisco because Murphy and I just flew through there and it was, first of all, the cleanest, most gorgeous airport I've ever seen in my life. And second of all, we just had a nice time hanging out there. Like we hung out in Harvey Milk Terminal and all the chairs were really comfy. It was a great vibe. Highly recommend. What is your second favorite book? Murphy thinks this is a more interesting question than what your favorite book is. I agree that it is very interesting to think about what your second favorite of anything is and why. And for this reason, I am picking A Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius by Dave Eggers. What's a podcast you consistently listen to? Already Friends podcast. I love that show. It's like wellness and lifestyle related and it's hosted by these two girls who are friends and they are so sweet. I love them. And also my favorite murder, but specifically their mini episodes, because I really like when they read the audience questions and stories. Sometimes they're scary and like murder related and other times they're just funny. And I think they read them in a very like comical way, which I enjoy. What pets have you had? My first real pet was a North American water snake named Gary that I found in my backyard when he was the size of a worm, literally had just hatched out of his shell. And then after we were told it was illegal to keep snakes in the state of Ohio that you catch from the wild, I got a bunny named Cuddles who I absolutely loved and adored and she died tragically by choking on a toy. And then I had a bunny named Lola, who I had all through middle school and high school. And now, ever since 2020, I've had my pet bunny, Monty, who is the love of my life. I absolutely would die for him. Speaking of dying, (laughs) that was a really unhinged transition. But it is that time of year. We are halfway through the month of October and in 15 days, well, 16 days, I can't count apparently, it is Halloween, which as some of you may know is my absolute favorite holiday. Although I didn't really touch on this during the last gumption season because my Halloween episode was an adorable little rendezvous of painting pumpkins and talking about spirituality with my friend Ariana. So this year, I'm going to go all out for the Halloween episode, and I am going to do a fully spooky, scary, haunted, dark, occult-themed episode, which will come out on Monday, October 30th. I'm trying this every other week model, you guys, so you'll have to let me know if you like it, because I think weekly is a little bit hard to maintain with a full-time job and a life outside of this podcast. However, if you miss me too much, 
just tell me and I'll start kicking up more interviews so that we can have weekly episodes. One thing I've been doing to really enjoy and get the most out of spooky season this year is a Halloween movie marathon. I am a scary movie wimp. I don't love horror movies. I have watched quite a few of them because I've been forced to and also like the cultural significance of horror movies like my curiosity has gotten the best of me. But in general, not a huge fan. So I've been watching like those nostalgic Halloween movies, you know, like Disney Channel original movies, as well as Tim Burton films. Love him as a director because he does a lot and leaves a lot to the imagination without all the gore and bloodshed of some of the other horror movies. But I've just been going through my regular rotation of ones that I love to see like on Freeform every year, rating all the streaming services for their best Halloween picks, as well as getting recommendations from my friends. I started doing this in late September and have pretty consistently had a lot of chill nights because I have had a little bit of a cold recently as well. So I have been cranking out these movies, you guys, and I have also been ranking them in a list on Letterboxd. As of right now, I've watched 16 movies and I still have 11 to go on my to watch list, although I do feel like I'm going to find more on streaming services and then I'm going to have probably closer to 15 or 20 left. Is that feasible? No, because that would pretty much be a movie every single day until Halloween. Will I try to do it? Yes, because I want to bring you the list of my absolute favorite. I am not ranking these on the complexity of the plot. No, no, no. Rather, I am ranking them on the enjoyability, the vibes, if you will. Like, did I enjoy this movie from start to finish, even if it was completely chaotic and made no sense and the animations were really bad. So upon the dawn of the Halloween episode coming out on the 30th, I will share with you, both in the episode and on Instagram, all of my top picks, as well as some honorable mentions for really unhinged picks <laughs> and kind of strange plots, but worth the watch. Um, and then also, I will probably riff off of some of the worst ones that I've watched because there have been a few that were laughable in a bad way. And I'm just loving this so much. Like, every single night, I just get my hot apple cider in my pumpkin mug with a cinnamon stick, and I sit there with all my little lit candles, snuggled up with a blanket, and watch these movies. It is such an enjoyable experience. And if you have any love for spooky season, to the degree that most people love Christmas, I highly recommend that you do this. It is just such a cozy fun experience. But there you have it, folks. This was our first episode of season two and our 21st episode overall. And I just want to deeply thank you for being here and listening, whether you're new or you have been with us since the beginning. This season is going to be such a fun journey for Gumption and we're going to have a whole new lineup of phenomenal guests with expertise and stories that you are going to want to hear. And as always, any ideas you have, please send them my way and give us a follow on Instagram at GumptionPod because our content is going to be fire this season, like the flames of hell. Hope you guys have an amazing start to your week. Go kill it out there and be the main character of your own life. As always, I am your host, Lil, and this was Gumption. Love you guys. Bye.